up close with Carlos Sang, celebrating art, entertainment and the human spirit. Uh, welcome to another episode of Up Close with Carlos Sang. Uh, today I am joined by another very special guest. He is about to reprise his role as Buck Barrow in Bonnie and Clyde the Musical, which will be running at the Arts Theatre uh, later this spring. Uh, I am super excited to be introducing uh, Olivier Award winning actor George McGuire to the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Lovely to be here. Thanks, mate. Uh, yeah, so um, the Bonnie and Clyde concert, it was met with so much acclaim from both critics and audiences. Um, what do you think it was that made that performance so special? Um, well, I mean, obviously the, the material, I think, you know, this show hasn't been done in London before. Um, and so I think even though it has quite a big cult following and, and lots, of, lots of fans of the music, you, you know, people haven't had a chance to see it, to see it being acted, to see it being played out. Um, I think as well, people were surprised at how much it was staged. I think people expected it to be more of just a concert, but Nick Winston, our director, was like, no, I'm going to sort of stage it. And he, he did it. He did as much as he could. I mean, it was it was it was a pretty amazing feat that he got. We got through it. So I think people were like into the story and actually got to sort of see you know nearly a full show although this this will be much more in depth um and yeah we were lucky you know we had a great cast and obviously Drury Lane's an amazing theatre so all of those things combined to make what was uh, two very special nights yeah, I mean, I only recently found out myself that Bonnie and Clyde was actually based on a true story. Um, how yeah. much did you know about, you know, the history um, around this couple and around the story yourself? Um, you know, I've always been um, intrigued by them. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm an expert, um, but I've always sort of known about them, you know, and about their their kind of legacy and what they, you know, who they were, I think, Um the, the, the sort of outlaws that people kind of like loved, you know, they became almost like the, sort of the posh and becks of crime or whatever, you know, like, I think it, it, it was, it was at a time when people were, you know, people felt like they were being failed by the government. People were very poor. People, you know, um, felt like, you know, life was hard and unjust. And so I think obviously they, you know, no one, would advocate them sort of killing people that you know in banks that they were robbing but i think there was like a feeling of a sort of robin hood type vibe to them that people kind of thought wow they're normal people and they're going out to do this um but at the end of the day they they became you know they became killers no matter why they sort of started it and that's that sort of something um not to look up to so they're just they're, they're very interesting characters of course. Um, and, you know, I think Buck is also such an important and integral character to the story as well. Um, in what ways were you able to, you know, connect with this character on a personal level? Well, you know, I think Buck is essentially a good man um, who wants a better life, but he loves and, and admires his brother, even though he's the older of the two, he sort of looks up to Clyde, you know, and I think that's why he'd sort of go he'd go anywhere for him, he'd do anything for him. You know, his family loyalty to his brother is very strong. He's, he's tough and, he, and he's, he's um, you know, he's not straight down the line at all, but I think he's, he's kind of um, a slightly less out of control, but he gets, you know, taken along in the, in the momentum and eventually, you know, 
becomes fully fledged. Of course, yeah. Um, is there much pressure as well on you, you know, playing Buck, you know, given that he was, you know, a real historical person and also given that audiences will have their own perceptions of this character as well? Mm, yeah, I think there is always a bit of that. I think I think what we've got to be careful of is that, that they were real people and they did do these real crimes and, and, and this really happened. And I think you have to remember that there were victims of these crimes as well, you know, and I think it's, it, you don't want to sort of be too celebrant of these people that, that, that essentially, you know, killed people's dads, broke up families. I think, I think it's an interesting story. Uh, yeah, you, I mean, you've played so many different sorts of characters as well um, over your career. Um, has there been one which has like really stuck with you over the years and has perhaps like changed you in some way as well? Well, interestingly, I played another real person that was from a similar time to Bonnie and Clyde, and he was called Richard Loeb. And that was in a, a musical called Thrill Me. Um, and it was about Leopold and Loeb, Nathan Leopold and Richard Loeb, and it was set... They, they were basically around, you know, they were very, very rich, um, high society from Chicago in the 1920s. And they decided, they thought that they were above everyone else and they decided they wanted to kill. They wanted to commit the perfect murder and they ended up killing a child and they ended up getting caught. And it's a very famous story because of, of the story of how the case happened. And I remember that, doing that and knowing that I was playing someone that had done something so awful. Um, I found every night after doing the show, I would find myself sort of in a kind of dark place. It would take me a while to shake off this horrible person, really. I think, you know, it's, I, I'm not saying it's easier if they're not real and they're, and they're you know, a fictional character, but I think knowing that they did this and, it, and they are real and, you know, it adds a certain weight, which I think if you're, if you're playing that and going through that every night, it will do something to you. Yeah, I mean, I always also find it so interesting, you know, to see like how tastes and trends like change over time. Uh, why do you think like, you know, Bonnie and Clyde has really struck such a strong chord of audiences today that there is now so much like anticipating over the upcoming run? Um, that could be a number of things. I think people are really into like true crime stories now and podcasts and TV shows and Netflix documentaries. Um, so people find it exciting these kind of stories um i think it's possibly appealing to younger audiences as well which is really cool because bonnie and clyde were young lovers you know and they went on this crazy journey and and they didn't feel they fit in anywhere and they you know bonnie sort of does it. she's not happy in her life neither is clyde and they want to make it better she wants to become a famous movie star so i think i think young audiences will kind of go you know, probably see Bonnie and Clyde as these kind of like rebels that, that are kind of attractive. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, Frank Wildhorn, you know, he's such a well-loved composer by musical theatre fans. Um, when did you first become acquainted with his work and what has it been like in you know, learning this material and singing these songs? Years and years ago, I think when I was at college and I first came across Jekyll and Hyde and I thought it was amazing. And I, I remember singing Where's the Girl from that, which is a beautiful song. His music, his, 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 his composition, the, the chords he uses, just, he manages to just capture kind of the character, but also have these like catchy, haunting melodies with a kind of musical theatre, a modern musical theatre sound. He's very, I find, I find his music very unique. You know, it's well, you know, you don't know every song's a Frank Wildborn song, but I don't think he sounds like anyone else, which is great. Um, 
so it's been amazing. I mean, you know, hearing these songs performed for this the first time, you know, I was amazed at how good the score is from start to finish. That, that it, there's no letting up in in how good it is, and it's really really cool when it's played by the full band. You know, that's that's exciting. Yeah, and I mean, you also the arts theatre is a much more intimate venue than, say, Theatre Royal Drury Lane. Um, how do you think this will, you know, change the experience for audiences and you know connecting with audiences during this run? Well, I think it will just make it more intense. I mean, I love I love intimate theatres. I think, you know, you're going to get more out of a, a show if you're, you know, if you can see them all rather than if you're up in the upper upper royal circle of somewhere and you're looking through binoculars so i think um as an audience member and as an actor it will make the whole experience feel closer feel more intimate and, and, and feel more intense i think and more exciting and the set that is being designed is really cool i think people will feel sort of transported into this world um which will be exciting for them i think yeah, definitely. Um, I know you've also been um, down at the Watermill Theatre doing the Wicker Husband as well. Um, mm -hmm. How would you say the experience working in the regions compares to working in London? Um, it, it, I mean, it's different because obviously, you know, I suppose regional theatres can find it harder to get people in, whereas the West End has, you know, more tourist trade and stuff. But um, the Watermill's a beautiful theatre that do... Um, just such good original work they're known for it so they have a really they they're lucky that they have a really um faithful audience they their, their shows usually do quite well you know there is an audience that come back and come back because of the standard of it um and you know it was perfect for the wicker husband because of the, the watermill is this you know obviously old wooden watermill that they've turned into a theater um so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, regional theatre is so important because not everyone can get into London. And also, you know, there's there's lovely little theatres all over the country that, that great work is being done in. So I think, you know, it shouldn't be about sort of like, I don't think it's like, oh, if it's in the West End, it's it's better. Mm -hmm. I think it's just, um, you know, we're a, we're a great country for theatre all over the country. Um, and I think that needs to be supported yeah absolutely um you've been performing since you were you know very young as well and you know a lot of young actors they don't carry on performing into adulthood and um, what was it that made you want to continue acting as an adult um i just <laughs> didn't want to do anything else i suppose there was there was never any question in my mind that this is what i wanted to do with my life so um from a young age I thought that and it's hard it's a hard profession to do and there's been times when you know I've thought oh it's um you know this is really hard and I'm you know but I, I don't think I've, I've just I suppose I've just always you know I've never there's never been a doubt in my mind or a thought of give you know giving it up um I don't I just wouldn't wouldn't be happy yeah, and you've worked with so many um, amazing, you know, actors, directors, and um, over your career as well. Um, are there any other actors, uh, writers, directors that you would still like to work with going forwards? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, there's there there are so many that I've that I've not worked with yet that you know. Um, I think it depends on on the job. I think people sometimes say, oh, "What's your what's your dream role?" or "What's your." And I, and I don't really have any. I just sort of, 
I, I want to do stuff that's exciting and and good and a you know great team around you and 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 that's um when that happens when it all clicks together and the writers and the designers and the directors and then the cast when it's all you know exciting and and everyone is committed then that's really really special so it's about getting the combination right um and yeah so I'm, I, I can't really I can't think right now there's lots but yeah <laughs> of course yeah and you know having such had such a long career you know performing on stage um I was curious you know how has this you know perhaps informed the way that you go and see shows yourself I mean you know, do you think you've got a more critical eye for instance oh yeah I think every actor will say they go see a show and they they're thinking uh, oh yeah what, what how would I do that what would I do that so it's a bit um a bit annoying but I think um you know, I'm still able to to be moved by theatre and to be um, and to enjoy it and to love it. Um, so, but yeah, it's like you know, it's like anything. If you do it as your job and you do it all the time, then you can't sort of sit and watch something and not be seeing the wheels that make it turn. You know, the the, the cogs. So, but um, I'm not overly critical. I don't think I'd never just like. I think I'm. Uh, truthful okay um would you have any advice you know for an aspiring young performer today um yeah just uh, you know if it's what you really want to do just try and do it as much as you can even if you're not you know with an agent or getting employed try and do you know community theater amateur dramatics theater and education anything that keeps you acting because i think the way you learn the way you get better is by doing and i think um it's like uh, anything, you know, you kind of, you learn each time you do something or each time you uh, work on a piece and you go, oh yeah, I've done, I've actually furthered myself there. So I think just, you know, if it's what you really want to do, sort of stick at it and, and, and try and be as proactive as you can be, which isn't always easy. Definitely. Um, just as a last question, coming back to uh, Bonnie and Clyde, um, what do you hope audiences will take away from seeing the show? Oh, um, well, I would like to think that they will take away, you know, had a feeling of being on a journey with uh, this sort of roller coaster of a journey with these two people and, and the people around them. Um, I, I, you know, I feel like they'll be moved um, in lots of ways by the music. And, and, you know, and I think the message is that that love, true love is is very, very strong. But don't rob banks for a living. <laughs> George Maguire, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Carlos. Take care.